Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's showtime, folks! This is where the big boys play, huh? Woo! And look at Goldberg! He's ready! Oh, hell yeah! It's going to be the biggest battleground in the history of our sport. <laughs> Classic Nitro review. We should explain what that sound is. I thought about this the other day. Yeah, we just do it now. Yeah, <laughs> should we, should <laughs> they we don't really do it? it too much on the show either. Just uh, <laughs> usually the show would start with Bischoff or somebody just go, "Welcome everyone to and it would just kind of. It's supposed to be loud and exciting because the crowd are cheering, or at least they were at the time. They were cheering for a bit. <laughs> Oh, they don't cheer near the end. It is the Girls Only Classic Nitro review. We are going back through the annals of time and watching every episode of Nitro till its bitter end or ours. Who be we? I be fake, Geordie. A radio presenter without portfolio, joined by resident WCW kid Sam Driver. Shredditor's here. All right. The shred is here. Ba-bum, ba-bum. And he's wearing an Evangelion shirt. Evangelion. That's the one I said. <laughs> Labyrinth. I <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, don't. Just don't. I can't tell how much shit's just bait now. Like uh, that terrible one where it's like, and you replace the M with an S, and it's like, you're designed to share this and say how angry you are. You, you're doing what it's wanting you to do. You do, you're doing what it's told to do. Yeah. It's a nice shirt, though. Thank you very much. Yeah. How long have you been a fan of Evangelion? Uh, quite a while, man. Yeah. It, it, it's, uh, it's one of those, like, if, you've, if you're not into anime, but you're into things like Akira, um, you're into like kind of more mature storytelling anime. It, it's kind of like, it's a weird setting where it's kind of like Gundam, I guess, in a way where there's child soldiers are kind of the centric idea. Mm. Um, but it's this weird world where uh, it's very hard to sum up, but like something bad's happened. Everybody's kind of living in this strange state where these giant things called angels mm. are going to visit Earth and one by one try and destroy it. But angels so, are nice. But they've got to, these kids have to pilot these giant like mechs. Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but these kids have to like pilot giant mechs and like stop it. Uh, and try and like stop the end of the world basically and it, it becomes this whole thing where there's a lot of like wheels within wheels and secret government agencies and it, it's very uh you know how i'm into conspiracies and stuff it's oh, all like, layered you've and, mentioned it and quietly it's like, it's, it's like you know it, it's uh i'd say it's like an all-time must watch because it, it it transcends what it is i think like, i just sound like a wanker now but it, it's sort no, of, you sound it like transcends the idea that like it's it's just a series because the story is just sort of concurrent they've done like a million versions of it but the original anime is just banging oh nice so good i like it because we're all looking for new things to binge watch. ends very confusingly though 
Is it one of those endings where they hoped there would be more? No, it kind of, it, it's, a, it's a very strange, like, psychological show. So sort of the end two episodes of the original run take place within the mind of the main character at an indeterminate period of time. Mm. So you're kind of just trying to work out what exactly happened at the end. Ooh. And then that, like, led to so much backlash of, like, what? That can't just be how it ends, that they did a definitive ending for it, and then there's been multiple, like, redos of it, where they've turned it into, like, movies. And, uh, but it, it's, 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 it's fucking amazing. Nice. It's just amazing. Very nice. Has it been a good week? Yeah, it's been all right. Yeah. yeah. Nice. That's yeah. Right. I did planking on Monday. What planking is in like the, the outdated... No, no, no not, to, not to be cool. <laughs> it's on top of a McDonald's sign yeah. or something. <laughs> I'm just catching up with the trends, alright? I'm just I'm a bit behind. So there I was, else. on the edge of the Red Hugh Bridge, and you wouldn't believe what happened. <laughs> Gust of wind. Luckily I had a parachute. <laughs> An invented parachute in there and then. But uh, I, no, Alex and I uh, are on a bit of a health kick. Shredding yep. for the wedding and all that jazz. Uh, so she's got this app now where mm. it'll give her like 20 minute workouts every day. Yeah. And for moral support, I joined in. Yeah. And one of the things was planking when you had to hold uh, yeah. your thing. It's, it's hell, but it's nice. Yeah. And it's ripped, a, it's, you know what? It's, it's ripped a muscle or, or it's, it's pulled a muscle yeah. just under my heart. And that's a terrifying place to pull a muscle because you stand yeah. up and you feel a twinge. You go, well, I am 39 next week, so this is probably you ever, it. You ever done like, oh, I shouldn't have eaten that much takeout. Now my chest's really hurting. Yeah. Yeah. I had Too that much. for the first time this weekend. And I was Ooh, like, I no. think that's my shitty takeout days done. Oh. I think I'm just going to have to be a sensible adult now. Did you have, was it a moment where you just thought, well, this is it? It wasn't so much this is it. Like, I, I've already got a hole in my heart. So, like, oh. I, I should be probably looking after myself a lot more. Uh, but, you know, life just gets in the way, doesn't it? Do you know, it's funny because um, Guru Larry yeah. is on Desert Island Graps on Sunday. Yeah. He's a lovely man. And uh, we were talking about his, like, recent health kick. Mm. And I said, what inspired you to, to get thin? And I'm thinking, like, was it, you know, a, a lifestyle change? He went, well, having a stroke would do that. And I was like, oh, shit, Ooh. all right. And he went, okay, fair enough. Jesus. Yeah, so that was, he just went, right, that's it. And just the, the headstrong nature of just going, yeah. oh, that's it. I'm like, I'm six stone down toward my goal now. I need to lose three more. So now it's just a case of like, right, just just get the last three done. So I'm going to, I think from next week, I'm just going to be full blown. Well, from like today, but from next week proper, just full blown intent on, I'm not going to eat any shit. I am just going to eat what I need to eat every day. This is all going to crack on. And then hopefully I can be thinner and not... uh, knackered all the time <laughs> be nice i've got to get my sleeping in order big time yeah, yeah. you're all over the shop again yeah yeah i don't think i've ever like sort of settled down but it's oh. it's kind of yeah i've got to stop getting like four hours of sleep a night because it is crippling me Ooh. yeah <laughs> what do you put that down to just wired when you go to uh bed? i i kind of get in and i'll i'll start picking away at something i'm messing around with on blender and then before i know it i've like either fallen asleep on the couch for an hour and it's all of a sudden 2 a.m mm. or i'll just look at the clock and it's like shit it's half three mm. uh you've been working after work again stop it mm. You need to decompress. <laughs> We're both a bit rubbish. It's that. not even that it's work stuff. I, I'm just sort of just chipping away going, oh, I want to learn how to do this. And oh, I want to learn how to do that. And it's cool to add the feathers to the bow, but 
Fuck me. And hopefully you can unwind by watching Nitro from 1996. I'm sure it'll be a lovely, relaxing experience, everybody. And we'll be fine. I'm sure <laughs> it will be. Uh, email of the week comes from Lee in Kilmarnock. Classic at cultaholic.com to send one our way. Sorry, this is a really boring question, lads. I really enjoyed the show. But who was the first wrestler you remember meeting? First it is a boring question. You're right, Lee. But we'll take it. Um, Just kidding, Lee. Love you. It'll probably be... I think Martin Kirby was probably the first wrestler I met in person. No. I'm trying to think. I don't think I met a wrestler until we started WCPW, and I believe he was one of the first at the venue. It was either him or Jay Lethal. Ooh. I think Jay Lethal was there pretty early as well. So that was so when you started WCPW, that was when you first met a wrestler. Yeah, and then you know you see how the sausage gets made, and it, it's probably not the right uh, <laughs> turn of phrase to use, but you know what I mean. Like you, you see all the behind the scenes and the curtain gets revealed and it's sort of like Wizard of Oz and it? mm. it's a bit like I kind of sometimes wish you could just put the curtain back and forget everything yeah. on the other side of it where it's like you've watched people plan matches now you've done all this you've done all and it's sort of like I just sort of want to be able to enjoy it every yeah, time yeah that's it it's the, sitting the there in my head kind of going oh and this and that and yeah the curse of the gig in it it's yeah. the curse it's the curse mine was a guy by the name of Cool Runnings Right, okay. Uh, and it was at Purdyswell Leisure Centre in Worcester. Yeah. And it was basically, he was the cool run. He was dressed in the cool runnings, the Jamaican bobsleigh team. Gimmick, yeah. For high flying guy, won his match. Lovely man. Okay. There's a Polaroid somewhere on planet Earth <laughs> of me in cool runnings. I would have been. It's about halfway down the landfill on the <laughs> yeah, It might of... very well be. I think I was 15 at the time, maybe 14. Yeah. Cool Runnings, uh, who I later on discovered went on to have a very successful career as Ashton Smith. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. And I looked him up one day on Cage and I went, oh, that was you. <laughs> well, bugger me. Nice tie in. Former huh? NXT UK Tag yeah. Team Champion Ashton Smith. That all that that no one could take that away from your cool runnings. No, maybe now he's in the indie circuit. Let's bring it back. Just a one-off special. One-off. Just for you. Just a for crowd me. of Tom. Just for me. When 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 I when I when I bring out Cultaholic Pro Wrestling, we book Ashton Smith as cool runnings. If you ever float the idea of Cultaholic Pro Wrestling, I think you you you, you will not float in the time. Uh, is... <laughs> you see what happens to the last person that floats the idea of Cultaholic Pro Wrestling? I uh, I I you know it'd be amazing, but Jesus Christ, the stress of it alone. No 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 no. We all. Do you no. know what happened to the last person that pitched Cultaholic Pro Wrestling? No, nor to his family. <laughs> We head to 1996, April 29th, 1996. Uh, number one in the US Billboard chart. Celine Dion hanging on in there with Because You Love Me. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. That. Number one in the UK music chart. Mark Morrison still there with Return of the Mac. Which, banger. That is a banger. 12 Monkeys still topping the UK box office. Some good fun there. Shows that once upon a time this country had taste. <laughs> number one in the US box office. The Quest. Starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. Not a clue. Oh, it's a martial arts I've seen film. a lot of, of Jean-Claude Van Damme, Steven Seagal, just, just crap fests. They're great, but like, <laughs> yeah, no, I can't like, unless it's a Schwarzenegger. If you were like Commando, I'd be like, yeah, okay, I know Commando, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was it was starred, was co-written and directed by Jean-Claude Van Damme. Okay, well, of course, yeah. Uh, also co-stars Roger Moore. Step it up in the world, John Claude. Video game news. Today's release in this particular week. Can in I just the really quickly say as well that do you know that Steven Seagal's like form of martial arts isn't real martial arts? How dare you! I didn't know. It's apparently like a display martial art. And so, like, <laughs> I, I only saw this video of him like demonstrating it in Russia because he's Russian now, guys. Of course. Um, and these people just run at him, and he just kind of just puts his arm out, and they flip over for him. Yeah. 
And it's like, well, at least Jean-Claude Van Damme could do the fucking splits and hit a spinning kick, man. Like, you know, his films aren't exactly the deepest films ever made, but like, he seems to have a lot of fun making them. He seems to kind of have, like, he comes up with some great ideas for stunts and then strings it together. Uh, Seagal was like, I, I always thought his films were slightly better as a kid, but maybe he's just a slightly better entertainer back then. I don't know. He's a, he's but Van Damme was just excited to watch. He's a martial arts entertainer, he's yeah. Steven Seagal. It's like a sports entertainer. <laughs> That video, I've seen it, and it's it looks like like any legend fighting all of the Spirit Squad. Yeah, it's just all he should have been doing is just shouting judo roll, judo roll, judo roll. <laughs> it's a weird one, that is. Video game news. I don't yep. know whether you remember this. Uh, in 1996, in this week, uh, a PC game was released called Indiana Jones and His Desktop Adventures. Uh, was no, I remember an Indiana Jones point and click. This sounds very much like a meta Indiana Jones it's, adventure. It's kind of like a top down style RPG esque game, right? But designed to run in a windowed form on desktop to limit memory use and allow yeah. the player to perform other tasks whilst playing. So, have this on while you're doing your work in the background, yeah. and then you can always maximize the work to make it look like you're working. Do your tax return, yeah. find the Ark of the Covenant, or just yeah. find the Ark of the Covenant. If you find that, you don't need to do a tax return. That's a good tax. Point. Man comes knocking, just quickly look away, open it up, his face melts off. <laughs> I love when that happens with the yeah. tax man. Comes when they around. come around to look for where the tax man went, you do it again, and then eventually there's no tax people. <laughs> 17 skulls piled yeah. up in the doorway. <laughs> I think there's a, there's a police turn up. Oh no. Love, we have to move. Is it the, is it the Ark of the it's Covenant not me. again? It's the bloody box. Oh, just, you just put it right in front of the doorbell somehow, so they've got to reach around and just gently knock the lid open every time. <laughs> Can I have it connected to the ring? <laughs> So when my app, ring app goes off, the Ark of the Covenant opens. <laughs> How many times have I told you? the jingle as it opens up. <laughs> we haven't had any posts for ages. <laughs> Waiting for a letter. It's just getting obliterated by like atomic <laughs> rays. Notice all the neighbours have moved out. This... Or at least they've been quiet for a while. Yeah, I haven't seen Mrs. Jones for number 49 for a while. Just her bones, like inside, like a gingham dress. <laughs> it's been rough in our neighbourhood. I some, think eventually some... just a giant hand would come out the sky and be like, enough of that. Yeah. Just pick it up. You've had too much fun. There's a reason I buried this. <laughs> you are now the number one, you're now the, you're now the top killer on the planet. <laughs> well you've, done. You've killed more people than, than Have 10 gamer Genghis points. Khan. <laughs> I listened to a podcast yeah. about Genghis Khan. It's real dictators, Yeah. should you want okay. it. And he, and then obviously the world's very different compared to the world that Genghis Khan yeah. rolled around in. Just, just a smidge. Just a smidge. We've got phones now. Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan had his Humvee, though. He, yeah. had, he had a Humvee and a, and a Famously. Land, He had a landline. <laughs> he was livid. Um, he you can't move for Humvees in that <laughs> Manchuria. Stop bringing me Humvees. That's my Genghis Khan impression. Out of Manchuria, Mongolia, isn't it? What am I saying Manchuria for? <laughs> the Mongolian candidate, oh, that famous film. Yeah, the Mongolian candidate. He killed so many people, Genghis Khan, yeah. that the carbon monoxide level on planet Earth dropped. Oh, it dropped, yeah. Is that incredible? But he's also like he's also the the most related like to everybody, right? Yeah, we're all we're yeah. all, you know, I think we all potentially here at Colton like, everyone's like, related to Genghis Khan. I'm obsessed with the Dark Ages, so I'm obsessed with like what happened when the Romans left, because one day the Romans just kind of everything was popping off in Rome. They'd brought civilization to most of us over here in terms of like modernized Roman living. Mm. And then one day they just go it's popping off back in Italy. See you later. And just fuck off. Yeah. And then it all just we just go into this time of like, oh well they're gone now, so 
we can't exist for ourselves. So let's just turn back into crazy, like wild people for a bit. Incredible. And then there's just no history. And then, but at the same time, you've got like Vlad the Impaler. I'd love to read more about just, just eating his dinner and impaling people. Yeah. <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. What a guy. Why not? Get, get yourself real dictators. You love love to. You would yeah. bloody love I'll real to. dictators. I'll have to. Right in your wheelhouse. Um, on this, you know, not not connected to what we're talking about. Mm. Uh, this week, Granada has confirmed that the that OJ Simpson has been booked to appear on the first edition of Richard and Judy's new series. Well, <laughs> this is not notorious. Too, Richard Madeley, not too hot off the heels of what happened for OJ. Uh, it's two years, so this is probably what his first big UK publicity stunt. Mm, it is. This is because um, obviously OJ is a much bigger household name in the states, but. You know, he was famous enough over here, having appeared in films and and being OJ generally. This is amazing, right? Um, and of course, his, the trial. I mean, that's what he's probably most famous for over here. Small matter of his trial where yeah. he put a glove on for a minute. Hey, if the glove don't fit, Tom. You must see fit. <laughs> you must check instructions. Check instructions and put the glove on again. <laughs> it's fucking IKEA the glove gloves. Don't fit. <laughs> It's a piece of it with just glue written on it. Just a hand. Call it a glove. Why do they call it a glungenfung? <laughs> um, he he was paid one pound for this interview. Right, I'm assuming this is some form of media rights issue. Basically, yeah. yeah. Like a legalities uh, thing. And they also paid all his travel expenses and stuff. Yeah, so of they, course. They put him up at a hotel and gave him yeah. a Pizza Express. And he's not going to be flying economy, you know, like especially not with his... Uh, his current public standing no. in, his, in the States. So they paid a pound for the interview, but then paid like millions on top of that. To yeah, get just to get him first class all to himself. Um. The interview proves to be controversial with both... Really? Ma- yeah. I, yeah, because Rich and Judy uh, attracted media criticism for what is deemed to be, quote, candy floss questioning of OJ Simpson. No shit, Sherlock! The matriarch and patriarch of Rich and Judy's book club hey, didn't gonna, grill OJ Simpson. Hey, we're going to fly you over, right? Mm. Okay, you're going to ask me about this, because if you ask me about this, I'm not flying over. <sighs> no, we won't ask you about that. How was the flight, OJ? What's your favourite thing in England, OJ? Do you, you try fish and chips yet, OJ? Ah, oh, come round to our house, OJ. Like, what? What are they? Oh, what are they thinking? Ooh. What are they thinking? Just hold this evidence for us, OJ. <laughs> Could trap him. They didn't. Yeah, very fluffy interview. Like, I'm surprised. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's. There's a reason that we didn't watch Richard and Judy in our house. Uh, it ended after just a series. Yeah, and, uh, it didn't start well. Uh, in the world of wrestling, it ended after just a series. Didn't start well, but then it would just come back to haunt us every so often. Oh, they just they never go quite go. They away. started off with OJ, and then they they thought they had the goal to come back with what like Shane Ritchie from EastEnders or something. <laughs> how yeah? Where do you go from that? Yeah. <laughs> from like I mean the, I mean the one show are amazing at transitioning from weird fucking articles yeah. to one one to another they are they're amazing but that's an art form like there's OJ Simpson coming up next a funny story about dogs like <laughs> thanks OJ Simpson it's so Known fucking potential but, alleged but, murderer but given given the two people involved it couldn't be anything but Partridge Richard Madeley will go on to basically be Alan Partridge oh he is Alan Partridge yes, now he's yeah. the living like, breathing embodiment it, of Alan it's Partridge scary like it genuinely scary. I'm worried he read he read uh, I'm Partridge and thought it was a manual. Maybe, maybe he did. Yeah, maybe he thinks Alan Partridge is real. Has anyone ever asked him? Oh, now's your chance. Conspiracy theory. Uh, in the fun world of wrestling, 
uh, this week, uh, Antonio Inoki holds a press conference in Japan ahead of uh, officially announcing the World Wrestling Peace Festival mm-hmm. taking place in Los Angeles on the 1st of June. And everybody's going to get involved. Everyone's getting involved. The, uh, the, 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 the CMLL, the WWF, WCW, New Japan, Big Japan. Right, Big Japan aren't doing it. Uh, WWF aren't doing it. Um, New Japan, they're not sure. Yeah, New Japan are in. WCW are in. Yeah, it's just them two. However, right, it gets even better. They've had to twist all the card around. Yeah. Because they, because the, uh, because Anoki and his team want to make a video of the show and sell it to cable networks, yeah. TV networks, and pay per views. However, WCW head head holding shows have gone. Not with our talent, you're not. <laughs> Fuck no, no. You, you want to pay us a waving fee? Yeah. <laughs> Line our pockets with silver, Anoki. So the you've whole... got an island that's got buried treasure on yeah, it. You've literally Dig got the treasure to... up, and then you can use Scott Norton again. <laughs> give us a give us a big <laughs> give us an Ark of the Covenant. Oh no! <laughs> want to stop our want to stop our If anybody would around. just have the Ark of the Covenant hide in the back of his house, I I could see it being Antonio Inoki. They'd open it, and Inoki would. He just... doesn't realize what it is. He's just been using it as a footstool. <laughs> like it's, it's <laughs> somebody walks in. Inoki is that opens it. <laughs> It's like you made a mess and he just slaps them. <laughs> He's been using it as a torch at night to find the biscuits in the cupboard. <laughs> but strangely, whenever he reaches up, they're just not there anymore. They just crumble to nothing. <laughs> Gets so angry, he chops the fridge. <laughs> And then just literally fridge is just dinted. And then he's got it. He's just got it on the floor. He's just hitting it with just raining in the gi- giant stomps. Drops to his back, like against Ali. No, I I I, genuinely, I, it, it it surprises me that there wasn't any bites even through like cable sports networks for maybe more yeah. back then, given that wrestling was on the rise. Maybe it was just more of a, uh, you know, an American-focused landscape, I guess, at the mm. time. But I, it, it surprises me because there will have been ways, because I know that's what G1 used to have to call a pay-per-view provider, get it all arranged, pay out the arse because it was like daily pay-per-view. Mm. Uh, but it would just, you know, it it had sort of, there would be a route to it, but there was never really a clean, direct route that I thought at least one network would be like, yeah, we'll pick that up. Somebody would have it, wouldn't you? Like, it's going to fill some time on sports. You're already producing it. Like, all we've got to do is basically buy the rights and promote it. But it was it was more a case of it would have been what not a fear of finding a buyer. Mm. More that WCW went, you're not using our talent on it, dickheads. Yeah, this wasn't this <laughs> wasn't the agreement. So they've had to shifty the card around. So the plan is they're just going to have WCW guys against WCW guys. Yeah. So when they come to sell the rights, they can just whoop, yeah, just trim out. it all out. Which means that sadly, Sergeant Craig Pitbull Pittman is missing out on his main event payday. He was set to team uh, with Yoshiaki Fujiwara to face. Dan Dan Severn and Antonio Inoki. I'm sure it would have been a fantastic showing. He can't find a manager. He can't face Inoki. What he is, is having a stinker. Is he, is he still just been popping up on Saturday night, just looking for a manager in the meantime? Because that just fucking tapered off. He just disappeared, didn't it? I think yeah. I think he might have appeared maybe once on WCW Saturday night. Yeah, but it's otherwise. It's, it's just, just been really odd because then Cobra gets repackaged, obviously, eventually as as NWO Sting. Yeah, um, but. Sergeant Pittman's just sort of milling around. No, he's not even in the... It's weird. He's not even at the Peace Festival, bless him. Uh, we'll also get... Um, we were going to get Justin Liger versus Wild Pegasus. Mm-hmm. That was the match that was announced. Uh, however, um, 
because now we can't have WCW guys against New Japan guys because they want it on pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, it looks as if that's changing up to to not happen. So Liger versus Benoit and Alex Wright taking on Sasuke is mm-hmm. now becoming Chris Benoit versus Alex Wright and Liger versus Sasuke. Which two still, still all right matches. matches. Yeah. But uh, it's just It's a not shame. where you kind of want to see at a peace festival, right? Yeah, you'd want the world Although kind of, yeah, should, you, should you be, you, I don't know. It feels like the peace festival thing's really good in terms of marketing, but the the kind of, I'm just going to use your toilet. Mm. It's just sort of like a bit of an oversight of hopefully they won't say anything because it's a peace festival. <laughs> <laughs> He won't ask for pay because it's a volunteer charity event. Yeah. You know? No, I'm asking for pay. We've got all the young boys packing bags at the tills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly that. Raising money for their football trip. <laughs> <laughs> you won't want money to MC it. Yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the good of the scene, though, Tom. Yeah, and it's good for my pocket as well. Give me some pay me, you bastards. <laughs> I ain't coming out. I was watching the Woodstock 99 Um documentary yeah and it's the bit where james brown is is waiting to go on and his manager goes he ain't going on unless you pay him now yeah and they went no he's He's already here he's he's already here and he's warming up yeah and so apparently (laughs) they just they just hit the start of his music and he has to go you gotta go out now they can't (laughs) you know fuck it hey Was it? There's like loads of just funny stories about that like kind of talent being held up by management last second, like yeah. just a kind of whoop. But then it, it seems to be a lot of older musicians, in particular, like from uh, from different eras, would uh, like want paying up front and have mm. the money basically on their person as they're performing because then I've got it. Mm. You know, you can't stiff me afterwards. You can't like I'm going to go out there and perform. You pay me now and I'll go do it. Yeah. So I think it, it might just be like a weird mix of generations. But at the same time, it, it's it's sort of hilarious, and it's also funny seeing the Miz like early yeah, on like, that like first in the episode. First and he's just like a teenager, just like yeah, that's brilliant. Do you reckon he was amongst it, like chucking stuff on the bonfires? At the I end? don't, I, I don't know. I bet he was. I bet he was. Look, he, he loves was, he loves oh. throwing canisters on fires. Yeah, he's a baddie. Of course he was. You not see him at Leeds Festival 05, just absolutely <laughs> trashing yellow on Sunday night. <laughs> he threw the paper airplane that everyone got distracted with during Kate Nash's concert. <laughs> Story Alex told me today. It's lovely. So the paper airplane went through the crowd during Kate yeah. Nash playing at the festival, and as it landed, everybody went, "Way!" And yeah. Kate Nash went, "Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love that. Festivals uh, are just a they're, they're just a bunch of fun, aren't they? I've never yeah. been to uh, one festival. I see the. I've been to Leeds a lot. I've been to Download. I think like. The the ones I want to do now, I want to do Glastow at least once. Um, it might not be completely to my liking, but I want to do it for the sake of doing it. Uh, I want to do Hellfest really bad. Like, mm. really, really bad. They just have a hellish, amazing lineup every single year. Um, and then Rockham Ring. I'd love to do Rockham Ring. Go to Nuremberg Ring. Oh, nice. And it's all up there. It's just like... <gasps> that sounds... Is that, is those ones, because you say like the hell... The hell like one. going away for them, yeah. Yeah. Like, is, is, is that rebel spirit of the festival still live with them? Because I know that with Glastow, and a bit with Leeds and Reading, and a bit with Download, Leeds is, it's a bit Leeds, like, Leeds well, is, the festival, please insert your card Leeds here. is like fucking dead to me. Leeds has been dead to me for a while. I think like anybody who was going back in the day, it, it, it's always changed. Like festivals have always changed, but I think everybody kind of has a window. Uh, but Leeds are sort of just like done now as far as like I'm concerned with what it used to be because like there used to be range. It used to be a very like 
uh, alternative angled festival. So you'd have like an indie day, a heavier day, and like a day with a legendary sort of alt band. Uh, and every day would have a kind of distinct flavor. And then slowly as Mean Fiddler got kind of squeezed out of the scene, uh, which I think was like a monopoly thing because they mm. were involved in a lot of festivals. Um, it became like BBC and it just got gradually more and more sort of radio friendly just normie music and it, it, it's i don't know i think like it's got to change to obviously keep appealing of yeah course, you've got to like you've got to got to keep going but in terms of like leads i think it's a good festival but i i'm i'm kind of done with it i just want to go abroad to fancy ones or glaster yeah, we can have yeah. it as like a holiday as well yeah could be, be nice. a holiday at the same time yeah but you'd enjoy a festival like if you got the right lineup i think you'd have a blast i'd want to stay in a hotel you can do that you can do the glamping you can do all sorts yeah i don't know if i'd want to stay in like a i think you've got to you've got to at least once stay in like the busy horrible riotous section i think if i was in my 20s yeah i would say yeah but like i'm 40 i forget yeah year. yeah you're a bit older than I'm me so back. you can you, with most old. with most places you can kind of get a bus to and from the town center yeah like I wanna just, just when it gets a bit noisy i want to go and find a little old man yeah. i can just sit and catch catch my thoughts in yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> where i'm at now piss, just, piss, put, piss poor like warm ass carlin yeah uh, field on. warm strongbow yeah. that's been sitting in a tent all day kind of going flat that's that's the experience. That's Setting the experience. a big fire that almost catches to all the tents. Mm, Getting too drunk, nearly falling in the fire. Again, if I was in my twenties. Yeah. I mean, Alex was trying to get me to Leeds for <laughs> a few years ago before <laughs> we all hated it. Yeah. And I was like, well, I think you take your friend. Leeds, Leeds for the day. I'd, I'd say Leeds for the day is still pretty good. I'd imagine it's nip just in, the, the crowd. The crowd's just changed a lot. Mm. Like, that's the one thing. Like the crowd atmosphere is just very different now. So it it's sort of yeah. It's it's probably worth it for the day. But okay. for the full weekend, unless the lineup's banging, I'd just be like, if they can bust me in for an early bird special. That'd be lovely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brian Pillman this week has had plastic surgery uh, following his car accident. Yes. Uh, he was released from hospital this week as well. He's got four steel plates in his face, bless yeah. him. He's got another op to take the steel rod out of his ankle. He's having his ankle done. And this is it's kind of shame because this is where we know that we'll never get flying Brian again. Yeah. We'll have something. But it won't be flying Brian. It's, it's sort of like when when he loses the ability to be flying Brian fully. Mm. Um, it's not like we're going to lose all of flying Brian uh, no. all the time. We are still going to see flashes of it. But it feels like it's sort of like what they say about people who lose a sense uh, where everything else becomes highly attuned. And it's like he may lose his ability to be frequently high flying. But you've got to get that the vocal side of Brian Pillman is about mm. to literally launch to the moon. Uh, and everybody's going to go, oh, he's char like charismatic, like full blown charismatic. And despite the fact that his wrestling skills aren't what they were. Yeah. Even in, and, and this year, we don't, I don't think we'll see him back in the ring. Despite mm. all of that, he is about to be part of the biggest bidding war of the year. Yeah. Maybe the, maybe the next which, couple of which years. Which goes to show you exactly how far he can go even with what many would consider at the time to be his main strength taken mm. away from him. Exactly. And it's so it's, it's, you know, I don't think we need to talk about how amazing he was because it's, it's pretty much all we do whenever he's on screen, but it, it's, it's, yeah, it's amazing to see somebody be able to still command that level of demand yeah. uh, after something so like life changing, especially for, you know, many talents that would have been it. Deals are done for Oz and the Diamond Studs to return to World Championship Wrestling. Do you remember them? Yeah, remember yeah. Remember her? They were, they were crap and they, they, should, they should keep those gimmicks. I liked it. Ah, uh, well, hopefully they will. Yeah. A lot of money's been thrown to bring them back in. If I don't see no big green cape, I'm walking out. <laughs> I'm done. 
They've been given big <laughs> pay-per-view send-offs with the World Wrestling Federation this week uh, before they head off to WCW. Scott Hall and Kevin Nash uh, on their way in. They put Razor Ramon puts over Vader uh, whilst uh, Kevin, uh, sorry, Razor Ramon puts over Vader whilst Diesel puts over Shawn Michaels at Good Friends, Better mm. Enemies. See you all in Atlanta, lads. Well, there's still something else that's got to happen first, isn't there? Mm. That's going to create a lot of angry feelings. Yes, more on that very soon. <sighs> Destroying the business. Uh, they're getting ready to come in and feud with some of the top stars. The Wrestling Observer reporting that heading into the summer, the two main matches for the company will feature The Giant versus Kevin Diesel Nash mm-hmm. and Scott Razor Ramon Hall versus Hulk Hogan. Which I'm sure that will pan out exactly that way. But even if it did pan out that way, you've got two great matches. I mean, (laughs) there is that as well. Uh, Hulk Hogan has said this week behind the scenes, according to Dave Meltzer, the Wrestling Observer, quote, no more jobs. Read my lips. No more jobs. Uh, Hulk Hogan sounding <laughs> sounding like uh, it sounded like a, a, a member of parliament for somewhere south of Yorkshire. No more jobs, he screams, as he doesn't want to lose any more to any more stupid wrestlers when he gets back. I could you imagine if Hulk Hogan just never lost a match again from 1996 onwards? I can imagine that. Isn't that frightening? It's pretty much what's going to happen for a, a good stretch, but uh, it's it's um like. It can't be real. He can't have turned around and said no more jobs. He's got to understand, even as Hulk Hogan, that, you know, to become a a 10-time champion, you've got to lose it nine times. You have to lose. It's an important Mm -hmm. part of building the character. So I don't know about that one. Jack Atkins from Cultaholic.com, thank you, Jack, has done a little bit of research into Mm -hmm. this for us. Uh, He says that Hulk Hogan, spoiler, will do one job in 1996. Fucking hell. And he will do six in 97. One oh. of those being a dark match against Jacques Rougeau. <laughs> That'll be in a he show in Montreal, wasn't it? he? He was serious. Yeah. He was fucking serious uh, about it. Uh, he, uh, what happens also, Jack Atkins points out that m- quite a few of these were disqualification losses. Of course they were. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta keep Hogan looking strong. Gotta keep Hogan strong, brother, 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 brother. It's only been three years of consistent victories. But you know what? Here's, <laughs> here's a nice thing. This is the last time we'll talk about her Hulk Hogan thing on this week's podcast. Because he's not on this week. He's not on for a couple of weeks. No, he's away shooting a film, right? He's off doing... It's not Mr. Nanny. Race to Witch Mountain. Race to Witch... Yeah, it's uh, Three Ninjas, right? Three Ninjas. Yeah. I believe it's Three Ninjas Race to Witch Mountain. Uh, and he'll be back when he's ready. Uh, let's go to Nitro from 1996. It is April the 29th. We are taped from Albany, New York. All oh, that you, bluster last if you, week. If you couldn't tell that we're fucking taped, the first like five minutes of the show just being talking would oh. like a word with you. What the hell was that? Why was there so much bump? Lot it felt like they bump. were talking forever. They and then, like then Harlem Heat's music started and I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know why they had to do so much conjecture at the start. It, they did bang on for ages. Maybe it was like a, a just a, a case of you know, extra run over just in case they needed it. I don't know. Mm, like, it can be sometimes. They with it being planned, taped, off. they could have taped that intro like 10 times, you know? That's true. You never know. Uh, Flair versus the Giant is our main event for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship after what happened last week in real time five minutes ago uh, between Flair <laughs> and the Giant. Mongo says Flair has made a mistake and Heenan says Giant is young and hungry. A Giant is 24. Yeah. It's sickening, isn't it? Fuck! Sickening. 24. 24. Imagine him coming out of his mum. <laughs> Just think of the Simpsons. <laughs> the, the newspaper the day home always bought. 
just a giant baby. But just he has his exact current 24-year-old face. <laughs> and his long hair. <laughs> hey, we haven't called on him in a while, but John! <laughs> Love you, John Irony. Do the honours, mate. Um, thank you, love. Uh, yeah, so he's 24. It's ridiculous. And mm. I just want to give his mum a hug and maybe buy her a, a gin. Uh, also tonight, Stang and Leg are defending the WCW World Tag Team titles against Harlem Heat. And Lord Regal and the Belfast Bruiser are having a parking lot brawl. Yeah, they're fighting in, in, in a car park. Nice. In, on, on some cars and stuff. Nice. Yeah. ECW, this. got nothing on this. Oh, you know what? Lord Stephen Regal is about <laughs> to go easy dub and it suits him down to the ground. <laughs> we do open after a good five minutes, as Sam Driver said, with Harlem Heat's music. Uh, they are here to challenge Stang and Leg Luger for the WCW World Tag Team Championships. A lot of hot dogging and grandstanding. Yeah, uh, just a lot of back and forth, wasn't it? Just kind of showing off, and and the, even then, the when the action picks up, it's sort of very back and forth. Mm. Um, with you know each team getting breakaway time, but it's never quite definitive. Early, early match, in the, the first spot that really made me stand to attention, not not with my penis. Uh, Sting, I promise, promise, I promise. Uh, not on this occasion. <laughs> Sting lands a shoulder block on Booker that fucking launches him into orbit. Yeah. Jesus! <laughs> I thought it was a star. Do you remember for a little while there was a big thing over that song? Is it called Shooting Star? Do 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 do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was going to happen with Booker T. Brilliant. Uh, eventually, Sting gets worked over by Stevie Ray Book and, and Booker T as Bischoff, Heenan, and Mongo talk about WCW's favorite topic. Can Sting trust Lex Luger? No, he can't, but it's impossible to determine how Lex is going to behave on a given week depending on the booking because <sighs> you'll find in this match, Lex just plays everything by the fucking book. It feels like lost at this point. It does. Like, it's like we've gone through the season three jump backwards in time and they're all just like, yeah, I'm fine to live in the 60s. And it's like, oh, you, you, you want about you fine to live in the 60s on a magical traveling island. And it's like, you all know that you've got to do the atomic blast. If you don't do the atomic blast, it's not going to reset, but it has to happen because of the way that time works and you're all going to do it anyway. So just do it. And then it didn't matter by that point anyway. And the show was kind of derailed by the press and now oh, what could have been. I hope they really do that lost reboot they were wanting to do because I love that fucking TV show. It started with such promise and they, they just... Is it a case they got greedy and went, we can make another three seasons when really we should be wrapping this up in two? Yeah, so I think I think that a lot of it was the, the initial hype. Like there was nothing like... like Lost was like Game of Thrones level hype initially um, when it was like, what's going to happen next? And what does this mean? And why is there a polar bear on a tropical island? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and once you kind of get through that to the jump back in time, then it was two, it was like a twofold thing. So Sky bought the rights to it because it was on channel four for free. Uh, and then Sky bought the rights to it from, I think season three onwards. So you had to then have a Sky subscription to watch it. And then on top of that, it just became very convoluted with the jump backwards in time, the jump forwards in time, all the Dharma stuff and everything else. And then it's sort of jumping around and here's some new characters and here's the people from the tail section of the plane. And ultimately they should have ended it a lot sooner. But they do kind of end it on the Blu-ray set with, there's like a secret hidden ending. And it, it's the uh, it's Hurley and Ben, who are like two of the remaining people, uh, collecting Walt from school. And it's mm. like, the island's like got work for you. Like there's something you need to do. And then they just storm off, like speed away. And it's like, just just do a reboot. Mm. Just don't, don't fucking remake it. We've already been enough through the whole Jack and Sawyer and Kate shit. <laughs> if we can just reboot it, and just, just go from there. Just new characters, same island, new mystery. Just say the island. Bring back John Locke. 
you know, that's, that's all I want. Have one guy pop up from yeah, the old Yeah, because when John Locke's wailing on that fucking hatch and he's lost everything and he's just, and then the light goes on. It's like one of the best endings to a season ever. Mm. And he's just crying. And then eventually it just like lights up and it's like, oh, fuck, mystery deepens. And then it's like, you can't wait for season two. That's what you need. Yeah. That's, that's what you need now. I like shows like that. <laughs> Love to write a TV series like that. Yeah, love. I kind of, I, I'm obsessed with the Cold War at the minute. Uh, like, I'm obsessed with it anyway, but like more the espionage side of it. So I've been reading a lot of like John Le Carre novels, um, and I'm starting like the Smiley series of books. So I've done uh, Call for the Dead, which was amazing, uh, and I'm going to work my way through obviously Tinker Tailor, Smiley's People. Uh, but I'm on a spy came in. Uh, spy came in from the cold right now, and it's amazing. It's like if I could just write a Cold War espionage series, I would be the happiest man alive. Nice, like, and just make it give it that feel of the the very very good Tinker Tailor adaptation with Gary Oldman. Just oh my god! What if right? What if okay? A hypothetical. They still they can still make Smiley's people if they just fucking get the money together. Gary Oldman's still alive, motherfuckers. Do it, do it. He looks more like Smiley than he ever has. Okay, I'm gonna pitch. I'm gonna pitch something to you now, right? Okay, Hollywood comes to you, Sound yes. Driver. Sound Driver, they come to you and they say, yes. we want you to write Smiley's People, the remake. We want you to remake it. I'd probably say no because I'd drop the ball on it so hard. Oh, okay, well, yeah. in that case, okay. Let's <laughs> piv- pivot this. Uh, big money, Hollywood people. Mm-hmm. Sam, we've heard about your love for the Cold War and we know how passionate you are about writing yeah. a series about the Cold War. We would love to pay you this amount of money to write a series about the Cold War. Yeah. I uh there's there is one caveat. Okay. You can write it, you can add whoever you want, it can be base whoever you want. Yeah. Right? And all uh-huh. that. The only caveat, mm-hmm. it has to be a sitcom with a live studio audience. Oh, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you'd be up for it. <laughs> there's like there's all sorts of meeting points involved with like Cold War espionage. So there'll be like secret safe houses that kind of look like businesses and stuff. So you could set it in one of those. You could have some fun with that, couldn't you? Where you press a button and the whole thing turns around. <laughs> just have the whole thing at the border. It's all just set at <laughs> Checkpoint Charlie all day. Just people bored oh. out their fucking minds waiting for something to happen. Just like... Uh, Sounds like papers, We can't please. fire at them. They can't fire at us. That's basically what it is. Because yeah. <laughs> like real espionage is super boring. It, it's sort of you know, when they found that spy in London who definitely um, did what he did to himself, even though he was zipped into a suitcase. And mm. it was inexplicable how those uh, wounds got <laughs> into the back of his head uh, or where the weapon had gone. And he zipped himself up afterwards. He, uh, he just looked like an IT worker. And it's like, of course, like he, there's all that kind of image of, you know, spies, James Bond, all that stuff. And it's like you've got like a fucking super suave mega athlete. It's going to stand out like a sore thumb. You need, like, mm. real people to work in espionage. So I think that's what's fascinating about it. Is this where, in the, in the story arc for the classic Nitro review, it turns out that you're undercover? Maybe. Oh, or what if I'm undercover? Maybe I just write a show and cast Hulk Hogan, and we just pretend he's not Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> just a normal IT worker, brother. <laughs> we said during the dying days of, of, of the, the USSR, and it's actually Hulk Hogan and not Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Who facilitates the, the demolishment of the Berlin Wall? He's just there with an extra mustache on, just chipping away, an extra shouting mustache. like "Eins, zwei, drei." That's it, German. Yes, me, I, German man. I'm a German brother. Hans Hogan. Sorry, Bruder. <laughs> and he takes off the bottom mustache. Oh, Hulk Hogan! <laughs> That's right, brother. He's got- He's got like a really bad like Germany mania shirt, but they didn't know how to quite say Germany mania because it was about it was too much of a mouthful. So it just says German mania with like the German flag colours. Yeah, 
and they've got Lex on the other side, just making sure, you know, just double stacking it. As he's getting on the bus, the, the, the German soldier says, how do you feel about facing Warrior? And he goes, we know something means you! Oh, no! And that's it, caught out. Caught out. <laughs> they have to trade seven arms dealers to get him out or something. <laughs> he's just walking along the bridge of spies, just like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, he just caught me. It's, 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 it's a tick. It's just burned into me. <laughs> it's a tick. I can't do it. Uh, Sting gets a hope spot after the break. As he's building up for a tag, he gets fucking decapitated yeah. by Booker T. <laughs> fucking the energy, man. Like, the energy from Booker here, it, it's just... This has to be the point where they're looking at Booker going, this guy's it. This yeah. guy's this guy's got to be a breakout star. Like, for sure. Because everything down to, you know, we say it about Booker all the time. Whenever you watch Booker wrestle, it's just fluid. Mm. There's not any wasted motion. Even when he's grandstanding and he's, you know, spinning his feet back to, like, uh, spinning his legs around to get back to his feet and stuff. And he's implementing these almost, like, capoeira-esque motions. It's all done with purpose. And, it like, there's nothing wasted. And it, it's just like, Christ, man. Like... They must have just been clapping their hands, looking at this, just going like, Book is going to be a megastar. Yeah, definitely put the belt on him in four years. <laughs> yeah, it should have been very much, we'll definitely put the belt on him now. Put the belt on him now. <laughs> what I liked was he did it's this. It's like, no, we're going to put him through the NWO. We're going to have him do the whole GI bro thing again. We're going <laughs> to... But it was this beautiful sidekick. And then, like, Stevie Ray, like, I want to do one too. He does a bicycle <laughs> kick and falls over. <laughs> oh. I was like, that is the perfect. I thought, there is not a more perfect presentation of Harlem Heat <laughs> in that five seconds. I think it's unfair. I think, I think <laughs> Stevie had his own, like, brand of explosiveness, I think, that came with him being slightly larger. Um, he certainly moves very quickly for somebody of his build. Like, not that he's out of shape or anything. He's just fucking stacked. Mm. So I think the the explosiveness is what you want from Harlem Heat, but Booker's just, I don't know what it is. He's the, just got that extra little bit of magnetism to him where you just can't, when he's in the ring, you can't take your eyes off like everything he's doing. The issue, you're right. And, and, and Stevie Ray gets a bad rap. Mm. Because he stood next to Booker T. And that's it. It's, it's so good. It's kind of like, it must, it, it must, because I'm not saying it's like a Gennetti level thing, but then calling somebody Gennetti is so shitty anyway. Because it like, is. if you take Marty Gennetti away from Shawn Michaels, they're both still good talents. Mm. It's just that Shawn Michaels is just that extra little bit of polish to him. And it, it's it's sort of, you know, it, it's just the, the Gennetti of the group is always the thing now. It's like, it's actually, you know, fairly fucking good when you just separate them. And, you know, if you looked at it as a separate package, yeah, it's, it's it, a, things could have maybe been different, you know. Yeah, if 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 a different if a different creative had been heading up WWF, they yeah. might have gone. I see more in Janetti than Sean. I think they might have gone. I see Sean more as a single star, but we'll do this, and then we'll move Janetti into something else, and then we'll get Marty versus Sean May WrestleMania for the WWF title. Yeah, but Janetti just kind of gets unceremoniously just. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh. away. every time he's on, he has a blinder with somebody, yeah. and then they just gets forgotten about, which is a real shame. You'll one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Still running WCW, isn't he? I believe so, yes. Unless he has, unless he's done one already. Uh, was it, Ooh. was it early as? Very early as, I seem to think. If he hasn't done one yet, he will certainly do one at some point. Uh, as you check that, I will say that a double clothesline gives Lex Luger a chance to hot tag he lights up Harlem Heat. We get a big schmars with all four, and it leads to Lex Luger being double teamed and hit with a really interesting looking powerbomb diving elbow combo. 98 for Genetti. Oh, see you in a couple of years, lad. Yeah. What do you think of the finish? The double, the powerbomb elbow, the finisher, rather than yeah. the finish. It was, yeah. It was, all right. it was all right, yeah. It looked like they were a bit close to the rope, so it looked like it nearly went yeah. a bit wrong. <laughs> it's just a little bit kind of, oh, squeaky bum time. Squeaky bum bum. Uh, Jimmy Hart runs to throw in the towel. Now, on WWE Saturday night, they had this match. Yeah. This is a re-up. So re they didn't really explain this end bit very well, but yeah, Jimmy runs out with the towel. He throws it in, but it gets caught before it hits the mat, mm. which in WCW is, that's not towel being thrown in unless it hits the mat. Uh, so they stop... Jimmy from his nefarious little plan. Mm -hmm. He ends up getting caught. Uh, he catches it mid-air and then he ends up getting dragged into the ring. Yeah. Uh, Booker's going to do a number on Jimmy Hart. And then it all sort of just falls apart really weirdly. Yeah. Well, seconds later, we get a schoolboy from Stang and on Booker it. for the three. Yep. So, like, they've retained the titles, but with help from Jimmy Hart. At what cost? At one point, Bischoff says Sting didn't see. Mm. So, I don't know whether they're sort of playing off the fact that Sting didn't see that Jimmy Hart had got amongst it so Sting, and just took advantage of a of a distracted book. Sting, Sting is really still a valiant baby face, isn't he? So yeah. it, it's the type of thing where it would not be out of character in my head for Sting to have seen Jimmy Hart run in, get involved and go, no. Yeah. And just sort of go like, no, 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 and just let him get back to his feet and, and carry on. So maybe it is just that kind of, you know, like Sting wouldn't usually do this, but it's at the same time. He wasn't like, sure what had happened. He, he's also a wrestler trying to retain a belt. So he, I, I wouldn't blame him for doing it because technically I guess the, the, the faults on his, uh, the team he's facing for not being prepared in that exact situation. Thoughts on the opening match? Uh, you know what? I thought it was going to be, uh, I, I don't think it was, it was going to be worse than I thought, but I thought it wasn't going to be quite as explosive. So I, I I thought it was all right. It was a bit of a mess at the end, I, I feel, with Jimmy Hart running in. Uh, but again, with the whole Lex storyline going on and with them choosing what and how they're going to portray it weekly, 
um, and we're not really getting like concurrent storytelling on it. I think yeah, it was all right. It was all right, wasn't yeah. it? Did the job. Uh, it was what... exciting, like in terms of the in-ring action, but it just overall, it was a bit like it's a sort of just another match. Another match follows that. More tag team action. Fire and ice. Scott Norton and Ice Train. Fire and fucking ice. They're two years, two years, two months old now by this point, and they should have been on TV like on Nitro anyway because they've been on Saturday night, I believe. Yeah, but they should have been on Nitro a lot earlier mm. because fuck me like hoss fight hoss fight hoss fight mm. this is what you want it's yeah. big beefy lads lobbing each other around but they can all do flips and stuff except scott but he's good at like flipping other people yeah it's fire and ice yeah. versus the steiners up next <laughs> and hot as you say i've even put hoss battle starts <laughs> in minotage uh bishop's plugging the slamboree tickets as said hoss fight gets underway steiner suplexes the shit out of scott norton beef on beef <gasps> on beef on beef on beef on beef on beef if this is Scott your kink, Norton getting lobbed around like a rag doll, man. Jeez. Oh. If this is your kink, only watch this show when the when your partner's out. Um, <laughs> and then get your partner out. <laughs> uh, this is, yeah, so Steiner suplexing the shit out of Norton is unreal. Yeah. It's beefy from bell to bell, but we get a bollocks finish. Something went awry here, and I think, yeah. I, I, think I can suss out what happened. So we see... Uh, we see Scott Steiner clearing out Ice Train from the ring. Yeah. Uh, sorry, for clearing Scott Norton out of the ring. Yeah. Uh, Rick lands a clothesline, a big clothesline, mm. like a proper, a proper Bron Breaker, like a, a, a haymaker oh. of a clothesline. Yeah. They're the kind of the kind of bombs that Bron Breakers drop yeah, in, just... like. Like a clothesline where, like... Like I'm a not... brick wall that runs into you. Yeah. Because yeah. some clotheslines, you do them, and they hit them, and they carry on running. Like, this is like a full stop of this a clothesline. Yeah, it's, 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 it's there to punctuate the sentence. Mm. Very much so. I've been hit by a tram. Yeah. It's like, boof! And the tram stops immediately. Big clothesline. He goes down for the cover. Pee Wee Anderson, who's the ref, rolls into the cover. Now, he claps his hand on the mat. Yeah. But very softly. So... I don't hear it. So you don't count that as a pin count, I no. guess, because usually you'll get the initial thump and then one, two, three. But we had a th we, we hit the ground, but no. Th but then he did the first count, yeah. no noise, and then it went for dump, for dump, and then bell, ding, ding, yeah. ding. And that's I thought it, uh, again. I thought it was a, a two count for the bell until I, I went back and it was like, oh shit, no, okay. Because, yeah, so, because what happens is as that final for dump goes down, Ice Train gets his shoulder off the mat. Yeah. Which suggests to me that he was meant to kick out there and there's meant to be a little bit more nonsense. Well, there's a little bit, you can see as it cuts out to the wide in the immediate aftermath, Norton and Ice Train are kind of just quickly talking and Norton's just sort of selling everything still. So I think it was just one of those moments where maybe communication didn't didn't fly right in the situation. I think it was more the case of, and Ice Train's to be forgiven for this, is yeah. that because, in you, I guess, because you're not facing the ref, so mm. you're having to listen for that. Yeah. But if you don't hear the first one... Yeah, or you misinterpret the first one as somebody dropping to their knees. Yeah. yeah. That's that's my worst nightmare as a wrestler. Yeah. I would have, it would be anyway. Because oh, yeah. how many times have you watched wrestling and you've heard a phantom three count? Yeah. And that's like you a sort of like, count. Yeah, it throws you up because then you look back and go, oh, it's because they're hitting yeah. the canvas. But uh, yeah, so I don't think that was... That, that, wasn't, uh, that wasn't so much a miscommunication. I think it was more just the ref didn't... I imagine, I imagine by the time you had canvases mic'd up like WWE would eventually do, like now if you go see a live event like like a Mania or like a pay-per-view or anything like SmackDown or Raw, you can hear like every impact, every single footstep, like thump, 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 thump. It's just getting pumped around the arena. 
So now I imagine for refs, it's got to be very definitive. Like you drop down and then it's like this. One, this, this. two. Yeah. So I, I think it, it's it's maybe just a victim of, of like a very odd situation that unfolded. And it's nobody's fault. Nah. Yeah. I want to see these lads go at it again. Yeah, though. that's all I could think afterwards was more, more, yeah. more, I more. Feel, I feel like this was merely like... Like one trip to the buffet, we could have made maybe. I three. want to see Scott Norton's face again as he's upside down, not knowing what the hell's <laughs> happening. This is like a split second where he just looks like a. He just looks so confused. He's just <laughs> upside down like a bear, just like. Well, he doesn't get he doesn't get hoofed like that very often, <laughs> does he? I ain't surprised. Ric Flair heads out to the ring with Woman and Elizabeth. He's glistening tonight. Is Ric Flair in his yes, robe? He's, he's, he's all, he's all, he's all shiny, and he's got some things to say about the giant's penis. Yeah, he isn't sweating the big fire-breathing <laughs> dragon penis. Uh, he isn't sweating the challenges tonight. Nor is Elizabeth or Woman. Woman is too busy stroking Mean Jean's head and going in to give him a kiss, like she's proper flirty with Mean Jean. And Jean, you can tell, Jean's just loving going, life. Ooh. Not knowing what why, to do. Why do all the women fancy me? Gene Oakland. Not that he's... If, not you, an, if you heard his voice... He's got a lovely voice, admittedly. Buttery smooth, Tom. Mm. Woman was really giving him the eyes. I think I'm falling in love with... That and he's got, no, all, that, woman he's got all that money from the, from the hotline, mm. you know? He's, he's absolute minted. That's what it is, isn't yeah. it? I think it's the weeks ago. He's on. like Ric Flair, but without having to deal with Ric Flair. He doesn't go to all the Ric Flair yeah. stuff. He's just, well, he's like Ric Flair. He's like any rich wrestler without having to deal with the wrestling side of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just does all the fun bits and not the wrestling. <laughs> but like from holding the WCW world title the other week to like these little sort of coquettish, seductive eyes to Mean Gene, I think I am getting a bit of a crush on woman every week. I, I think I, I think if, if, you know, they could, oh, you can go on a date with either Elizabeth or woman. I'd probably go on a date with a woman at this point. Tom, uh, Tom's going to be doing this on the reg. Uh, <laughs> just point that out and also like woman looks so much more comfortable as a heel Elizabeth just always looks like a deer in the headlights Liz hasn't really been a heel though this is sort of her first trip into being a heel whereas woman got to work with Sullivan yeah. got to work through you know like a very deeply terrified state of Florida like these satanist wrestlers are ruining our state and it's like you're Florida what's he going to add to it like let's come on do you want to know what state of Florida and you don't live in Florida, just Google <laughs> Florida man and see all the things that come up. It's apparently unfair that. Uh, because Is it? Yeah, because not a lot of states uh, allow national reporting on their, their like crime or whatever, but Florida has a law that allows for that. So you'll see a lot of stories about Florida man mm. because it's legal for it to be reported on or it's acceptable to be reported on or whatever compared wow. to other states. That's... But at the same time, I've been in Florida a few times and uh, it's a bit raj. Just it is a, rad. Just a little bit rad. They're hoisting by their own yeah. Florida man there, I'll be honest. Yeah, and it's like, oh, this is a pretty nice city, and this is a pretty nice swampland. Alligators, <laughs> death. <It's> like, <laughs> okay. Bermuda Triangle. Okay. <laughs> Disneyland. Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got Disney. Buy the Disney books. You can use them in the park. No, you can't. <laughs> we. You can use them on Disney Walk to buy Disney golf balls. <laughs> it's like, okay, cheers. Having said that, they are building Tafiti in Epcot. Nice. Which made me go, we should go back to Disney. I've not been to a single Disney park. Oh, man. No, I've, uh, I've done Universal. I like Universal. Universal's But uh, we did Universal in LA as well. It was nice. Oh, that's nice. Because uh, they've got like uh, a couple of mimic, like a couple of duplicate rides from Florida. Mm. Uh, but the Mummy ride was there. And I've not been on that since 2007. It was still just as good. I was oh, like, yeah. Nice. Although I seem to remember it in Florida having like a log flume section. This one was more like a roller coaster. I don't know. Mm. It's weird. 
But there was a giant uh, Jurassic World one. Oh, it was, it was class. It was so good. It was Ooh. like a huge, 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 huge log flu. Uh, and a giant T-Rex just jumps out just as you're about to like drop. It, it's so good. Oh, I think I've been, so been on the Orlando one of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've been on that one. It's mm. nice, that is. It's good fun, that. I like yeah. Universal. It's, I like how it's... Exp- like, I, I remember going when it was just Universal Studios. I yeah. remember when it, I remember when it all just feels... Island of Adventures now. Yeah. yeah. And like a whole bit in the middle where it's like Hard Rock Cafe and yeah. the Cheesecake Factory. And, and you've got a piece of the Berlin Wall there outside of Hard Rock. And I think it's a House of Blues inside the Hard Rock as well. Or it was at one point because I remember like there was some insane gigs on. First time I was there. And it was like, whoa. Blue Man Group sometimes there as well. Yeah, they had a fun. residency, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Is, it it the, is it the Blue Man Group though? Or are they one of those things where there's like 50 of them? Is it like the Drifters? <laughs> Can I hire the Blue Man Group for my birthday? But some of them turn up. It I might think be they've one of probably the got like a pool of like under, and they keep in a grabber machine. And yeah, just, you just grab a few. <laughs> Why haven't they done that? They should definitely do a big concert. That's just a giant vending machine. That seems like the type of thing they would do. And you just and the artists randomly come out. Yeah, Ooh. I can be the Tobias Funke wow. to the group. Yeah, no. <laughs> so like you, so you get like a sort of hodgepodge band. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that in the grab machine. <laughs> They'll be furious with you. Like, I love that, a grab machine. Oh, we've got this. What's, what's on tonight? Well, the grab machine has picked out Gene Simmons from Kiss, Uncle Cracker, <laughs> Michelle Heaton from Liberty X, and and uh, and Heidi Range from Sugar Babes. It, it, it pisses me off that, like, the, the, the music industry doesn't have... And it, I know it sounds ridiculous. Like, oh, boo-hoo, millionaires don't have more millions. Uh, it pisses me off that they, they don't have, like, the level of production they used to have. Because in some ways, it's cool that we got these super high-end fucking 100-foot screens. Uh, and it's awesome. And, you know, sometimes you get, like, Metallica or two. They'll have, like, a big Metallica M-shaped stage in the middle of the, like, arena. Amazing. But you used to have shit like you two getting stuck in a giant lemon for an hour and a half, <laughs> leading to, like, the, the stage show having to stop. And like I, I just miss big ridiculous shit like that. I think the 1975. I keep seeing them. 1975 are doing. They've got well, like a big house. Yeah, they? Steph, uh, Steph, and my sister went to see them. Uh, oh, the were they good? Uh, and yeah, they had a great time. But uh, yeah, they're doing like a whole like live show. Like, but it's almost like you're attending a live performance. It's it's weird. Mm. Yeah, they're very much on vogue now. The 1975, which is oh, nice yeah. to see. Yeah, lads from Round Here. Yeah, Tim Ely's lad mm. and uh, Denise Welsh's dad. Of yes. They, they, I saw and Waffy on sax. Yeah. Waffy went to my school. Did he? Yeah. Oh, get in. Yeah. Is he? Is, is he a good lad? He's one of the best. He's, he's brought saxophone back into you know the mainstream. Like he he's How owed he everything. Back? He should be a knight by now. <laughs> is he a wrestling fan? Uh, probably not, because oh. he's he's in a cool band. Tom. Well, I don't know. I don't, hey. <laughs> Russell from Block Parties on Desert Island Graps. In the, really? In the yeah. Oh, my God. Russell really? Russell from Block Parties on. He's nice. a big wrestling geek. Had a chat yeah. with him the other day. The Rus- more you know. Yeah. Russell from Block Parties doing it. So cool. Fucking hell. Cool people Fucking in cool hell. bands. I always Fucking like to surprise hell. people with Desert Island Graps guests. They go, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, Russell's on. Russell's lovely. Lovely man, Russell. Um, where were we? So, yes, yeah, so it's Fire and Ice. <laughs> yes. At the Steiners. Mean Gene. Fancy woman, Flair says. Yeah, you went off on a tangent just, about touching yourself. I didn't touch myself. I just <laughs> you didn't do. It, but just, you, you went off on a tangent about it. Why? I think I'm a bit in love with her here. Uh, Flair is goading Macho Man a little bit as well, and then tells the giant to come and get it. Flair yeah. has no fear of the giant at all. Yeah, which it, suggests he might have a master plan. Yes, and uh, it, it, it's it's just. It's it's everything you'd expect it to be, given how we've seen Ric Flair week to week, and you're just expecting. You know, some big stupid shenanigans involving coffee already. Yeah, because, I mean, they're great. already on his arm, like on the ramp, kind of looking evil. So, 
Yeah. We get a video that shows what looks like a portal opening. Yes, we do. And cold wind and snow blowing through. Yes, we do. Our world is about to change. Mm. Change. Change. The screen freezes and the words blood runs cold appear on the screen. And then we see like this big sort of the portal once again. Coming to WCW. But what is coming to WCW? Ooh. Blood Runs Cold is coming to WCW. This Now, we'll talk more about this in the weeks to come, but as Sam alluded to there with his dulcet music stylings, um, a very Mortal Kombat-inspired bit of business from Dub C Dub on the horizon. And he's somebody I, I feel got an unnecessary amount of shit. Unnecessary, you know, Because yeah, we had agreed. Avatar already, and Avatar kind of sucked. It did. Mm. Um, but, like, this is... It, it's definitely a more transparent Mortal Kombat parody, I guess, legally. Mm. Uh, but... It, it for the time, badass look, just none of it worked. <laughs> Didn't fly. Did not scan. Yeah, it was a bit odd. Uh, and, you know, the, the indoor uh, microclimate that comes with this wrestler as well was a bit strange. <laughs> we'll put a pin in it. Yeah. We'll get to it. We'll get back to I'm it. Gonna, I'm, I'm ready for it. Uh, let's go outside the arena in Albany where we have a <laughs> parking lot brawl. I've just got you. Regal versus Finley in a fucking car park. <laughs> <laughs> it's Saturday night in Blackpool all over again. <laughs> it is indeed Lawstein Regal and the Belfast Bruiser Fit Finley in the parking lot. This is just a scrap amongst the cars. Look, I think in a time where you had ECW popping the fuck off, yeah. like uh, to a point where, you know, it, they were on everybody's lips. Like everybody knew somebody at school who had at least a couple of ECW tapes and it would be, you know, cloned to death and shared with everybody because it was just so out there and it was so like, you know, what the fuck are these guys doing to each other? Um, and WCW was very family friendly. WWF was about to lean very hard into the ECW style without going fully over the line. But WCW never really went whole hog on that. The most far they've gone so far, I guess, has been Public Enemy with a couple of table spots. Mm. And now it's like, hey, look, NBA fans who are just tuning in ahead of the NBA game that's coming on in a little bit. NBA, look, it's exciting. We do this stuff too. And to be fair to them, I for they, they couldn't pick two better people for it. I think, yeah, and I I think that they they really got across the kind of the severity of it without it needing to go full bloodbath, you know, like crazy stupid spots. Yeah, they 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 do so with a bit of there's a bit of the claret. It on. feels more like a brawl. Yeah, yeah, than than like, like sort of aimlessly wandering from spot to spot, waiting for kind of big set piece moments to happen. Yeah, they smash the window on one car. Uh, they they smash the hood on another mm. one. It ends with uh, with Regal pile driving Finley onto the hot, onto the bonnet of a car. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Finley at one point just rips the bumper off a car, like, just the big chrome bumper, yeah. and just starts beating Regal with it. Eventually, when Regal uh, gets the victory, Finley can't quite believe it, so he picks the bumper back up, <laughs> lifts it to the referee. Referee's a bit like whoa, and the referee's like you can't bring that here, so he just tosses it at the car and <laughs> smashes another window. There was a great angle that I wish and. It, 
obviously, like, I don't know what they were doing with the windows of the cars because car glass obviously has got to be pretty thick. I don't know mm. if it's pre-prepared glass, whatever. But there's a point where one of the cameras goes back inside the car. Yes. And it's like, it's lining right up for the shot. Finley's got Regal by the hair. He's dragging him over. And right in the middle of the frame is the window. And it's like, bump. And he just bounces off it. Oh. And it's just like, oh. But then at the same time, you got Eric Bischoff kind of really teasing the the excitement of it going, well, you know, if it gets a bit too much, we're going to have to cut away to just the skyline. Yeah, like, like get, get ready, cameraman, <laughs> to pull out. To get yeah. ready to pull out. <laughs> Not like that. And the camera crew is just sort of like, in, out, in, <laughs> out. <laughs> uh, congratulations to Stephen Regal for breaking a curse uh, by wearing a WCW Nitro t-shirt, which whenever you wear the t-shirt of the promotion that you work for for a match, it's always a bad omen. <laughs> It's like the red tops when they go and do Star how's, Trek. Uh, how's Regal doing at the minute? Because he has just had, obviously, uh, a knee issue leading up to He had his nose events. blown out. Nose his... with Finley. Yeah. Uh, he's he's knackered, but yeah. he's one of them where he's had work. He's, he's had his nose fixed. It's fine. Yeah. But he's going to carry on anyway. He's just working through it as he's healing. Him but and Finley are going to fight. I was going to say, because this was, it was a good healthier. way to sort of, to not have it be quite... Um, because it it still looked strenuous, but it didn't look quite as you know demanding, I guess, as constant in ring back and forth. Being mm. able to have that breathable space, they still batter uh, each other anyway. But that's <laughs> it; they still beat the shit out of each other. But it, it's it's it, I don't know. It just felt like special, which is something that I think WCW has tried to do in spades with things like, hey, we got triple deck and cage. Hey, we got all this stuff, and it feels kind of superficially special. But this felt actually quite special. Special, special. Yeah, it did. Uh, yeah, so good work by everybody involved. They're going to team together in the Slammery Lethal Lottery. Yes, they are. So I liked <laughs> this as their tag partner that is letting off some steam. Yeah, as they say, <laughs> it is main event o'clock. Tiny Pacey. Cock Paul versus Rick, at least an inch bigger than Paul Flair. <laughs> We should go back to them standing on the ramp there for a second. Rick alludes to the fact that Giant's got a tiny wanger. Yeah, yeah. little dick Giant is on his way to the ring. <laughs> He's challenging Ric Flair for the WCW world title. Quote from Bischoff, This is where the big boys play, and the Giant is the biggest boy that's ever played. He's the biggest. Who's the biggest boy in the whole company? Who's the biggest boy? 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 Is it you, Paul? You're the biggest boy. <laughs> they big up the Giant. Obviously, he's only 24, and like how outstanding as an athlete he is. Yeah. Mongo, right? Drops a, drops a, a clanger <laughs> here. Because... As you said a second ago, all night, it's been about the NBA. Because immediately following Nitro, it's the first game of the NBA, the brand new season. Yep. Every 20 minutes, NBA, the NBA, the stars of the NBA. We're even plugging a basketball-themed film, everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Air Bud. NBA, the NBA. Big up the NBA. But they're talking about the giant. Mongo goes, yeah, he's not one of those gangly basketball players. They allude to the fact he was, <laughs> what, that the Detroit Lions wanted him, I think. Yeah, that's it. And, and it goes from there, and it gets kind of just weird for a couple of seconds it's because it's than... been very pro-basketball all night. Yeah, it's <laughs> going, yeah basketball players are shit. By but the way, again, basketball after this. Mongo is still at this point and more established, I guess, in the American mind as a pro footballer. Yes. Rather than a wrestling commentator. But even so... You don't need to say... <laughs> no, but it, it isn't fitting, I guess, with how maybe a jocular footballer would see another sport. I agree. But at the same time, it is, so it's an absolute clanger. It is a clanger. Because <laughs> I don't think, I don't think like, Mongo's rep 
lived and died on him slagging off a basketball no, player. No, and I don't think, you know, I, I don't know much about Mongo Zero, but I don't know if he was like, you know, a Brett Favre level, you know, Wheaties box star. Mm. But he still would have been more known, I guess, at the time for being a football uh, football player. Maybe it was just the inner football player coming out of him. He's like, the- fuck basketball! He's probably just angry because he should have headlined WrestleMania 11, which I've said on multiple occasions, and you've all shouted at before. <laughs> Mongo him over L- 11. Him over LT. Over LT. LT was the Wheaties box name. There you go. But Mongo is a better wrestler. <laughs> I don't know. Mongo versus Bam Bam is your main event. That would have been amazing. Anyway. It's Deborah in the corner. She's having a lovely night. Giant dominates Flair. Military press. Treats him like a child. Flair takes a powder and the giant gives chase. And it's good because Flair's like doing everything he can to put as much distance between himself and the giant as possible. Mm. Uh, And this is where I'm starting to go. Shenanigans. Here we go. He's out of the ring. He's near woman. He's near Liz. There's going to be coffee. There's going to be something. Because we've had DQ finishes for every main event. For like months. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you're conditioned to it at this point, which, yeah. So Flair gives a uh, giant a thumb in the eye, which he weathers, but he can't weather a low blow. Uh, he goes down to his knees and Flair clobbers him with brass knucks, which he hides in his trunks. And, and the referee's go. like, what was that? Was that brass knuckles? Let me see your hands. Let me see. You. Oh, you've not got any brass knuckles. Sorry, I thought I saw brass knuckles getting tucked into your shoe there. Oh, you're mistaken, young man. <laughs> Flair then then struts around for a bit and puts the figure four on, and we're thinking, okay, three. This is it, yeah. Giant pops his head up, whoop, (laughs) straight in a choke slam position. It's amazing, and the crowd go wild. He puts his his hand around Flair's throat, pulls Flair up to his feet, climbs with him, and then you see Giant just eclipse him as he stands up for it. Oh, it's beautifully shot. There's so many good visuals for Giant. Mm. So many good visuals for Giant. Lifts him up drops him down and we're thinking where's the running where's the running this is it this Pins is it him. out comes the booty man or something one <laughs> two three yeah new champion just on a random pre-taped nitro on a random pre-taped nitro yep clean win new champ ground do you reckon they did like a dark segment to kind of mask over it so that people wouldn't leave the event talking because the internet wasn't so much of a problem back then but it still existed maybe but I don't, I don't know whether maybe I don't know whether Eric thought let's get people to talk about it so they come and watch next maybe. week because there's a little bit because WWE it's gonna, it's WWE gonna front load it's gonna front load a lot of people in if they want to watch it to the NBA which I'm sure the network would appreciate yeah yeah um, yeah yeah if they go quick put Nitro on you know even if they leave that on for ten minutes it's still gonna count toward the ratings uh, but it, it's. Yeah, like it's it's shocking, and what's more shocking is that this will be the rain that lasts till August. Yeah, and this will be the rain that Hollywood Hulk Hogan defeats. <laughs> it certainly will. The rise of the NWO, basically. So this is sort of things are starting to finally change, and it's a definitive title win for the Giant as well. Because oh yeah, we've seen the Giant with the title around his waist before, but it was sort of vacated, it was vetoed, but he was still coming out with it and insisting that he was the champion. Now he is definitively the champion. And, uh, yeah. Huge ovation for this as well. The crowd love this. Yeah, I was still shocked at how quiet it was compared to how I thought it would have been in my head, like, remembering back. Because, like, obviously, Flair is still a very, very much loved uh, wrestler to, to a lot of the WCW audience. So, I, I don't, part of me just felt like it wasn't quite fully, like, 
you know, lit and just going mm. off completely for Giant, but at the same time, it, you could tell people were just shocked. It's a mixed bag because I say Flair is still love, but he's, yeah. he's a heel. Yeah. People love the title change. They really like the Giant, but he's a heel because Jimmy Hart leaps into his arms after yes, he's won the title. But then, but then Jimmy Hart kind of gets the hell out of Dodge very quickly, and the Giant's not really... They haven't quite established the crack there mm. moving forward, I guess, but it's it's like you have so much here potential. Mm. 24 years old, that big, capable of doing what he's doing. And uh, this is going to be what pushes us forward. It is. And he's already got a matchup, hasn't he? He has. Mean Gene Oakland interviews him, and we get the revelation shortly after that, because Giant says that this title has been his, as Sam said, since Halloween Havoc. He declares himself a fighting champion, calling out Hogan, Sting, Luger, Savage. Come one, come all. You're all going to fall. Oh, straight, I'm up for this, up for this. And uh, we go to commentary table. We've got Mongo, we've got Bischoff, we've got Heenan. Yeah. And that is where we get the Slambery main event confirmed. The Giants will defend the world title against Sting. Which just... Straight in ooh, there. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. ooh. This felt like a Ooh. real change of the guard. Yeah. This felt like this is the, like, as you say, this is the direction. Hogan's off. Hogan's Flair off. now doesn't have the belt. Randy's tied up in some mental fucking storyline where he's <laughs> in cuffs. And Lex Luger is still doing what he's been doing for a year and a half. The giant so sting. It, this is sort of like, you've still got the old guard in sting there. Mm. But it, it's very much like, hey. And mm. then, you know, what's going to happen in a couple of months is going to make things extra spicy. Extra spicy. And then we'll have, in fact, it's not Hollywood Hulk Hogan who wins the belt, is it? It's, it's Hulk Hogan who wins the belt. And then he sprays the belt. And then he becomes the Hollywood Hogan reign. Mm. We're yeah. going to enjoy the journey to get there. Thoughts on Nitro this week? Uh, for the main event alone and for the, the big Hoss fight, it's a better Nitro than we've watched in weeks. It feels fresh. It feels, yeah, it, feel, it felt exciting. Like, and it felt like I remember Nitro feeling. It was a bit of a cluster in places. It was a bit like, what the fuck? But at the same time, it was like, well, you don't really know what's coming next now. This is a random fucking mm. tape show. And there you go. There's your your world heavyweight champion. And it's it's that that I like. <laughs> it's that that I miss about, you know, the back in the day was just the, the sort of unexpected trying to one-up each other as two separate companies. And yeah, it's almost like Hogan not being there, is there? A bit of a godsend, yeah. A godsend. Maybe they should have made three ninjas, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, just keep making them back to back. Yeah. Keep putting them in them. That'd be amazing. Make sure he has to shave his mustache, though. So for any public appearances, that's it. People won't recognize him. (laughs) That's CGI it like Henry Cavill (laughs) did that time. Hey, we want to thank you for selling out Cultaholic Live within 24 hours. Within 24 hours, you mad bastard. Sold freaking yeah. out jam packed to the rafters uh we're going to be at little buildings first weekend in fe- or second weekend in february yeah, february 11th february 11th the little buildings in newcastle p.m and check this out crisis on infinite arseholes live that's happening is it that's the thing there's a very big schedule tom i know but we'll be on it, it well yeah are we gonna be on it yeah we'll be on it that's fine then everyone else can do one <laughs> I thought you meant like a big written thing. I was like, okay. No, 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 okay. no, 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 fret, no, no, no. I mean, the, the... that's why my brain was just like, there's a very big schedule no. <laughs> where it says watch along. The mega team up. Yes. The yeah, mega team yeah, up yeah, is yeah, a code. That's it. For sure. Yeah, yeah. don't worry. We won't there's keep no way we do a live show. 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then your money back. All your money hours. back. Maybe, maybe two and a half. Maybe three. Yeah. Maybe three. We'll see how we go. Yeah. Maybe five. Maybe all day. And yeah, all proceeds going to St. Vincent's as well. There so. you go. So it's going to Worthy Cause. And thank you for selling it out. If you can't be there, it will be on the YouTube channel at some point, won't it? Yes, we are going to be uploading it. So we can't say shit, fuck, arse, anything like that. 
Mm. Uh, we can't say piss. We can't say bums. We can't say... YouTube um, is a rubbish poo-poo head. Yeah, definitely can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> we can't say, oh, flipping heck. Yeah, there's, there's a whole list of things, Tom. Do I have to go through the list? Can we can we can we get a printout of the list beforehand? There's probably gonna have to be one system. like sellotape to the front of the stage. <laughs> like, do not say no, because I'll see them. That's the worst part. <laughs> but, but for the next, for for one of for a future episode of the Classic Nitro Review, let's go through the list. The words we're not allowed to say. Yeah, we'll do that next time. Yeah, yeah let's go through the list. How of words exciting! We're not to say. Match to match. Crisis on Infinite <laughs> Arseholes live. The whole Classic Review team getting together for one watch along of one thing. That's going to be a fun time. Thank you for making us a part of it. Until we are next together, he is at the Sam Driver on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter. <laughs> We're at Carl Hollick on Twitter. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic Wrestling News.